0: This episode is sponsored by The Alcohol Experiment, a free 30-day challenge designed to interrupt your patterns, give you control, restore your health, and put you back in touch with the version of you who doesn't need alcohol to cope, relax, or enjoy life. More than 220,000 people have already tried the alcohol experiment for themselves and have seen improved sleep, increased happiness, reduced anxiety, and so much more. Join thousands in this inspiring, hopeful, and exciting program where you examine your beliefs and reconnect with the best version of you without ever feeling like you're missing out. Start today for free at alcoholexperiment.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and today I'm answering the question that I get so frequently, which is, how do I talk to my kids about alcohol? Specifically, I was asked, Annie, what is your vision for your kids around their alcohol journey? Will you have a policy for them or let them just explore? And I responded with really four key points, and I responded to this. This was actually recorded in a private coaching session with people that work with me directly get to do coaching with me every single month. And I want to say in advance that this is the most honest response I've ever given. It is truly how I feel. It is truly what I will do with my children. It is probably not the most popular response ever given. And it's probably going to be a little bit challenging. It's all said with so much honesty and so much love. And I'm very hopeful that it will you know, even just change the trajectory for one child's life because one person listening to this will be brave enough to really try this on and have these types of conversations with our children, which is in my opinion, what we deserve. So let's start right in with point number one. Um, Number one is show, don't tell. And, And I think that's above all else. And we are very lucky that we can be in a position where we can show and not tell. Uh, that is the hardest point to swallow when i talk to people who are still drinking about how do i talk to my kids around alcohol you know um because like your kids don't do what you do or what you say they do what you do um 100% there there's just your your influence in your kids life cannot be overstated and they will do what you do not what you say and so um and in fact their their radar for <laughs> noticing uh in inconsistencies is off the charts. Like, I mean, off the charts. And I think we we forget what it's like to be a kid and then we discount the level of investigation intelligence and how they're always looking at us and they're always wondering what it is. So the more you live in just pure alignment and transparency, absolutely the better. So that's obviously like an easy one for you. Um, the second one, I think it's gonna be harder for you but I think it's equally as important is air on the side of vulnerability with your children to where you feel decidedly uncomfortable and about your own alcohol journey <laughs> this is because your kids are they have an opportunity to learn from your journey and they will not learn from your journey by you telling them what they should do okay because I don't care if it's a kid or an adult, nobody likes advice they don't ask for. If you have enough control over your children to where they do what you tell them to do in your household, I don't even know that that's a good thing. Um, Because all it means is that they're doing that to please you while they're in your house. And your goal as a parent, I believe, is to develop people who... um, we're going to leave your house. And and the last thing you want is to have, have kids who are just doing what makes mom happy or what makes dad happy while they're here. And then they leave the house and they're like, well, thank goodness. You know, every, like you actually want to be facilitating, I think above all else relationship and rapport with your kids, trust with your kids. And I think the way to do that, the best way to facilitate relationship is to be vulnerable and expressive about your journey in a way that, will make you uncomfortable because we have this false precept, we have this idea that we need to present to our kids what we want them to do instead of who we really are. But all that does is put up their little spidey sense about inconsistency and incongruity, and it makes anything we say discounted because it's not believable. So if you're presenting this like, this is who I am now, and it's all so great, and I never drink, and blah, 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 and then you're not transparent with them about the journey that it took you to get there, even though that's going to be wildly uncomfortable for you as a parent to admit your flaws, your kids are still not going to have the same level of knowledge. They they have an opportunity to learn from your mistakes in a beautiful way, because you're not going to be a South Star to them, you're going to be a North Star to them, but you can't actually be a North Star to them unless you're transparent about it all. And so like at 10, I might be telling them a little bit. At 12 or 13, I'm probably gonna be telling them a lot. I often have conversations with my kids where they're like, oh, mom, why did you say that? And like, then I know I'm, I'm, lit- I'm, on, the, I'm on the verge of actually being transparent enough. Like by the time they're 16, 17, 18, like they should know everything. They should know everything. And if they don't, then you're not giving them that opportunity to evolve past you and to learn from your mistakes. And if you're not doing that, that's because of your own ego and your own fear. And so I know that's intense. The first one is easy. The second one is hard. The third one is even harder. (laughs) The third one is about the term, let them, all right? We cannot let them do anything they will either choose to do what they want to do, or they will pretend to do what we want them to do in order to please us. Those, that's the only choices here with kids, okay? Like, just let's say that again. Your kids are either going to choose to do what they want to do, or they're going to pretend to do what we want to do and, and give us the illusion of control to please us. That's it, okay? <laughs> they are their own human beings. There is no letting them, if, if they are doing what you think, like I'm letting him do this, I'm letting her do this. I mean, at a certain age, obviously there's a letting them, but once they're, you know, in the Jewish tradition, you are bar mitzvid or b'ot mitzvahed at 13 years old. That is adulthood. And, and honestly, you know, biochemically, like most girls can get pregnant at 13. Like, so so for us to think that we have some sort of control over our children after the age of 13, We might have enough power or enough authority or enough levers that we can pull in our household where we've created a kid who will do what we say in order not to make us upset. We might have that, but we do not actually have control. And the sooner we can realize that we don't actually have control, the sooner we can stop focusing on trying to control them and we can start focusing on the beautiful relationship with them, accepting them exactly how they are. Because when we do that, then it's like every other relationship, who will they come to? They're not going to come to you if they feel judged by you controlled by you if you're having them you know rules around it so i will never have rules around this stuff with my kids now equally i will never buy them alcohol i'm going to be super super crystal clear about my feelings about alcohol i'm going to be vocal about that but i'm not going to ever tell them what they should or shouldn't do and i know that comes as a surprise but i am not under any illusion that i have any i think my best chance of creating kids that are self-sustainable in the world are by being totally transparent about my journey and telling them, I know this is your decision. I know there's nothing I can do to change that decision. I wanna tell you about what happened to me so that you're equipped with at least my journey and that can help you be a better you. The reason we want to maintain the illusion of control is because we're freaking scared because we love them so dang much. And it is so scary to let go of that illusion of control, but it just was never real to begin with. And the sooner we can see that as a phantom, and the sooner we can start to focus, I actually have with my kids, and I think this is a really great thing to have with all of your kids. Um, it was funny because I've had this for years, and then I recently, you know, was at at Uh, did the red table talk thing at Will Smith's house. And then I I watched, they have this, they have what's called the circle of trust. And they all get in a circle and all the kids would cuss. (laughs) Then they know they couldn't get in trouble for anything they said in the circle of trust. And we had it sort of a different way. But as soon as my kids were old enough to understand it, so probably around seven, eight, I said, look, this is my promise to you. No matter what it is, if you like killed a cat, or you you know, did a drug or whatever, you can come to me and you can say, mom, I need to tell you something and I need you to not be mad. And I promise you, no matter what it is, you will not be in trouble and I will not be mad. You have this get out of jail free card, no matter what it is, 100%, I do not care what it is. And that for them, it was like literally at seven or eight, you could see this sense of like, oh, oh no matter what, my mom's gonna be here for me. Oh, no matter what I do and what mistakes I make, I'm gonna be able to have one person I can tell who's not gonna be mad at me. And like the relief of that and the the things my kids have have told me, you guys, that they're already getting into, that they're already seeing their friends do. And I just, every time I hear it, I manage my emotions externally. I feel the pit in my stomach. I tell them, you know, that they're loved. And then I go and I talk to my husband about all of those feelings. And manage the fear in a different environment. And that's really, really hard. Um, But I do believe it's the best way. And it's the way that we, if if our job as parents is to keep them talking. And if they come home and they say, hey, you know, I was drinking and we get upset. Or they tell us about, hey, so-and-so at school was doing this and they had some weed in their bag and we're like, I can't believe it! I'm calling her mom. All they're learning is I can't tell you. It's not safe to tell you. And so no matter how we feel about it, our job, our number one job is to keep them talking to us, because if we keep them talking to us, then when they have the problem, when they have the really bad situation, they're not going to go get advice from some friend who has like just as much life experience as they do. They're going to come to us. And I think that's really, really tough. Hi, super exciting news. So the Alcohol Experiment book is being released, actually got released just a few days ago with the expanded edition. What does expanded edition mean? It means that every single day throughout the book, there are deep reflective journal entries that have been added with space to write, which is so cool and so exciting. So you really make it your own. And the reason I did this is because I truly believe that the deepest wisdom you will access throughout the 30 days of the alcohol experiment comes from within you. You know more about what's best for you than anybody else in the entire world. And I know sometimes that can be hard to believe, but when you really access your own wisdom, it is so profound. So you can pick up your own copy at alcoholexperimentbook.com and check it out. It's really powerful. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.